I'm going to do Rudo run into this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You're ready. You are ready. Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by the season finale of Awesome Tires Running for Mayor. That's an air horn. (laughs) The season finale, season one, is finished. Uh, We finally went in and stormed City Hall. The police got called. And this is all exciting things that happen in the season finale. So go to the Natural Habitat Podcast YouTube. Watch it. You can pause this and go watch it right now. And then come back. That was dope, right? Pretty fresh. Pretty crazy. So fresh. And those cops had no right to do that. All right? I'm going to throw that out there right now. We, we made, we broke absolutely maybe 0.5 law, like rules and laws. We broke a half a law, maybe. And you broke a rule, not a law. Yeah, we broke a rule, not a law, exactly, which isn't against the law, I found out. <laughs> like, I remember one time I had this, like, pizza, and uh, this cop was like, hey, where'd you get that pizza? And I was like, I stole it from my work. That's not against the law. That's just against the rules. And he was like, no, that's actually also against the law. So, <laughs> you know, you got to be careful. Got to be careful. Yeah. So um, Natural Habitat Podcast YouTube, that's where that is at. Season two will be starting uh, in October, on October 13th, just in time for Halloween. What? Uh-huh. We just got accepted. Uh, well, we haven't gotten accepted yet, but we just entered into the Pioneer Day Parade, which is going to be happening October 14th. So that will most likely be season two, episode two. And then, uh, and then Halloween, and then so on and so forth. You know how it goes. Yeah. It's going to be great. Lots of themed episodes for the end of the year. We're excited. Also, at the end of this month, the 29th, I will be performing live. Uh, I'm going to be doing a, uh, a puppet show. I, there's, a, there's a rogue status show in Paso Robles, California, at Manny's Bar and Grill, uh, 929 at 8 p.m. And I got a set there. I got a little time chunk to do music. And I was like, you know what? Like, I love hip-hop. I love performing music. I love making music. But... You know, I, I just kind of want to use this time more productively. And what I'm going to do with it is I am going to, what did I say? Puppet show? Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. a puppet show. And it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a satanic puppet show that's all about, um, you know, sacrificing a virgin, lots of fake blood going on, big puppet dicks. It's going to be great. Do we have marionettes or hand puppets? Marionettes, which I will be controlling. Uh, from behind, from behind a uh, black curtain. It's gonna be great. Very nice. I can't wait. I have these really long, elegant black gloves, so I can stick my hands out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there it is. Those are our ads. They're a little long today. That's okay. We're well, high. Elegant gloves. Elegant gloves. This episode is brought to you by Elegant Gloves. All right. You ready to start this? Yeah. Let's do it. Welcome to the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Booyah. I'm William Waffles. We're our Quaggy Waffles today. I'm a Quaggy Waffles today. Oh, yeah, I'll take I'll take the Quaggy Waffles, please. <laughs> With powdered sugar. Yeah. yeah. Is that an order? Pow- powdered cigarettes, is that what you said? That is absolutely not what I said. <laughs> powdered sugar. Oh, sugar. Like that system of a down song. You know, the one that goes like, sugar, sugar, <laughs> no, is it just me? <laughs> I do. All right. I we do do, we don't have the rights to that song, so it's probably good that I didn't sing it right. Uh, it was pretty close. <laughs> yeah, not bad. 
So how you been, my friend? I've been good. Yeah, I've been, been uh, good. And um, and good is good. the third thing. Good. I knew it. I good. knew it. <laughs> I knew the third thing was good. Today is a special day, and we are here to geek out on a themed episode, and that is the adventures of Doc and Marty. That's right. Mm-hmm. Also known as. Rick and Morty, now that it's on Rick TV. Rick and Morty, motherfuckers. Not Doc and Marty from uh, from Back to the Future. I'm talking Doc and Mahardy. <laughs> Mahardy. So, the, uh, the YouTube series. So I want to start off. I want to start off really quick. Okay. With I'm sure I, I I I'm sure the podcast has heard me say Ricky Ticky Tang Tang. Yeah. So I have been saying this word or phrase of words randomly for a while. And, um, in your sleep, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I even say it in my sleep. My girlfriend's like, yeah, you were yelling last night. You're all shit's about to go down. Ricky, ticky, tang, tang, motherfucker. <laughs> right. So, so this phrase is just being said by me subconsciously. Um, and then I thought about it one day. It's like, where did I start? Where did I hear this? Where did I start saying this word? And, uh, Somebody brought up to me, my girlfriend actually brought up to me that it has the same exact cadence as Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Yep. <laughs> so this so this is your copyright free Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Apparently. Is what it is. Ricky Ticky Tang Tang. <laughs> Ricky Ticky Tang Tang. <laughs> well, I like it. I think that yeah. you've been saying it a lot and you've been saying it in your sleep because it's been leading up to this episode. Right? Now, Rick and Morty. Um, I'm going to say that probably 90% of our audience uh, has seen and loves Rick and Morty, but there's still a surprising amount of people out there out, art there, that art are, there. Art there that are still not watching the ha, show, ha. right? You still find people that don't watch Rick and Morty, right? Dude, all the time. Yeah. I, spe- I spiel the show to people two, three times a week. And how, at least. and how hard is it to convince somebody to watch this show? It's difficult. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! They're like, so it's a cartoon. <laughs> They're like, I don't want to watch your Family Guy, your new Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's no, it's not, it's, it's really well written, yeah. like concepts and television. I mean, like interdimensional travel, and you say that to people, and they look at you like, yeah, interdimensional travel. They're like, wait, so is this some like, sort are, of some sort of little cute version of interdimensional travel, like how they do in like Powderpuff yeah. Girls or something? And yeah, like, and no. then you're all like, no, it's all about the multiverse theory and this and they're like what? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, you remember that episode of Family Guy where they they went to all the different, you know, there was like the dog family guy world and you know, all this weird crap and they're all like, "Oh yeah, I remember that episode." I'm like, "Yes, that is the multiverse theory." Mm-hmm. Sa- sadly, that's your See? only exposure to the multiverse theory. <laughs> yeah. First, you have to explain the multiverse theory to this fucking <laughs> retard in the form of a of a cartoon to even get him to try to watch. And then he's like, I don't know if I'll like it. Nah, it's a cartoon. It's one of the smartest shows on TV, and it doesn't get its dues because it's animated. Yep. You know? But, I mean, think about all the different things you could do with animation that you can't do with regular live-action shooting. You have to add well, all mean, these special fucking expensive nope. effects and shit. The writers on this show are like well-known writers. They've 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 written shows and shit that guaranteed you've watched and liked. Yeah, and people are like, "Well, I don't know about that." No, a hundred percent. I found out that uh, that this show was actually created during the gas leak season of Community. Mm-hmm. That when Dan Harmon was fired in two thousand nine and then rehired for the next season of community during that off time, that's when him and Justin Roiland created the show based off of a bunch of different things. They threw a lot of things in the hat to make Rick and Morty. Yeah. And and it's definitely like a a culmination of all these different things. I have a, I have a few interesting clips that I want to play for you and for the people. And this first one is a theme song from uh here first first we'll play the classic Rick and Morty theme song okay (laughs) 
So we're we're familiar with that. Yield, yeah. yield, Rick and Morty. Now, yeah. now I'm gonna play a theme song from a show called Tin Tin. Do you remember this song or this uh this show? It was a boy no. and his dog animated show. Kinda, yeah. <clears throat> Rings a bell. Okay, now I'm going to play a theme song from a show called Doctor Who. Okay. Holy shit. Okay, now we'll play Rick and Morty again. So it's a straight mashup of Doctor Who and Tintin. That's pretty fresh. Not bad, right? That's pretty good. Boom, I did it. I blew your mind and you were all geeked <laughs> and you were all like, I got all this ammo and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm going to blow Bill's mind right now. You so, did. So you did right off the bat, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit. So that's what it was. Tintin and Doctor Who both went in together and, uh, and they fucked and they made the Rick and Morty theme song. <laughs> They fucked hard too. Apparently, I don't, even, I don't think it was consensual. To tell you the truth, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this show has uh, has spawned an amazing amount of, you know, fan theories. Um, a lot, a lot. Well, well, um, Dan Harmon and. Uh, Justin Rollins, they both, uh, they're both fans of, uh, pop culture. Yeah. So, so they put a lot of references to television, movie, music, um, in the background and in the back scenes and even in the four scenes and some, some of the subtext of, you know, the main plot that's running through the show. Um, they love putting Easter eggs in and having, you know, long convoluted stories running throughout their entire season. So I think with them building up such a creative and inventive world and allowing and saying, Hey, there are Easter eggs out here. Fans just go shit, hell shit crazy with that. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, multiverse, you're saying anything's possible. There are Easter eggs, so people come up with their own theories on what's going on, and it's there are so fucking many. There's a lot. <laughs> so many. <laughs> there's there's definitely a lot. Uh, one that I, one little uh, tidbit that I read today was that our our Rick and Morty that we know that we're following throughout the show C one thirty seven. Yep. That's the dimension that they're from. And, um, and they moved halfway through, was it, was it in the first season they switched dimensions? I'm pretty sure it was the first season. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, C-137 is possibly named after Cassium-137, which is a byproduct of nuclear fission. So how about that? See? Little nerdy Easter eggs up in there. Yeah, and that got all that's dope because I think that uh, I think that there's a big connection between you know this like like nuclear fission and you know time travel, space time, worms, wormholes, all that shit. Like, did you ever see videos of that kid Max Logan? He's like yeah. a twelve year old like super genius kid, and. He was talking about how uh, the particle accelerator, when they created the tiny black hole, that it ripped space-time and that that created the Mandela effect. And that's why yeah. the Mandela effect has just been recently. And it you know, coincides with when they first did that back in the early 2000s. So it's an interesting theory. 
And I like how things like this are always tied into these scientific shows. And I don't know if you watch Twin Peaks at all. Uh, I, I just something about me. I can't. Yeah. But the whole weirdness of Twin Peaks, spoiler yeah. alert for people that are still in Twin Peaks. I don't want to spoil it for you. So pause it or fast forward it or something. But the whole thing of why Twin Peaks is so weird and all these weird different dimensions and portals is all brought back to the first uh, atom bomb test that they did in the Nevada desert. So there's always pictures of that in people's offices and shit, and they go back to that time during like a flashback at some point, and something with that explosion, that nuclear reaction, did something to time space and fuck shit up. So that seems to be a reoccurring theme that I think about. Interesting. But uh I don't know if I I don't know if I told you about this. I think that we were talking about Gravity Falls recently. Yeah, yeah, we at some point we did bring up that there is a a like unsaid connection between Gravity Falls and uh Rick and Morty. Yeah, there's uh at some point a whole shitload of portals open in Gravity Falls. Yep. And they're Rick and Morty style portals. And wait, no, maybe it's in Rick and Morty. Okay, so 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 what happens is I don't know what happens in Gravity Falls. Um well, I can, I kind of know what happens in Gravity Falls. Uh Grandpa or whatever <coughs> the, the 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 traveler character um throws okay, I remember. A, a paper pencil and a mug into a portal for some reason. Yeah. Um, explaining to his grandkids that they, they're never going to see those items again. Yeah, that's uh, what it was. Um, when Rick is, oh God, I forgot the name of the episode, but Rick opens a bunch of portals because our Rick and Morty C-137 are running from agents from the Citadel. Uh-huh. So... To in con- to confuse them, he blasts open like eight different portals. You're standing in like a um, flamingo dodo, you know, weird bird standing around. And uh, on the like sixth portal that he opens, he they jump into the eighth one. Um, you see a pen, a pad, and a coffee mug come falling out. Yeah. So you the the creator of both shows are friends. Yeah. Like personally. Yeah. Um, Alex Hirsch is the creator of Gravity Falls. Yeah, and, Alex Hirsch. And That's he right. actually he actually did a voice in one of the Rick and Morty episodes. But uh but yeah, they were friends and they had this whole tie together that was supposed to happen with uh with football shirt guy. Did I tell you about that? <laughs> no. Okay, there's a guy in uh let's see. Alex Hirsch was a, a character named Toby Matthews in uh, Big Trouble in Little Sanchez. <laughs> so he's Toby. He might have even been the kid that was like, uh, oh, wait. Which one was Toby? That was Little Rick, right? Little Sanchez? Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to go back and watch it. But that's who Alex oh. Hirsch is. You can hear his voice. But uh, there's, this, there's this dude that's reoccurring throughout Rick and Morty in the early episodes. I want to say just the first season. And he has curly hair, rainbow suspenders, and a t-shirt with a football on it that has Roman numerals. And okay. What it was is that uh, Justin Roiland, Alex Hirsch, and someone else, I forget who the third creator was, but they all had their own shows, and they were going to tie their shows together with this character with, you know, rainbow suspenders. And he was going to be in every show with a different set of numbers on his shirt. So you could put the numbers together and then decipher them and it would be some sort of code that you would learn. And okay, Justin Roiland was the only one that came through with it and nobody else did it in their shows for whatever reason. So now he's just some strange, Crazy. now he's just some strange guy with a football shirt. That's just in the background of scenes for no reason. So they got that friendship and uh, 
side note, Gravity Falls is a dope show. It's worth a watch. Is it? Yeah, and it's it's like it's tightly packed. I want to say it's just one season. It tells the story of what happens over summer. These kids go to visit their grandpa or uncle or whatever it is. And uh it's dope. Word. It's definitely more it's it's more geared towards kids as in the fact that it's on Cartoon Network and not Adult Swim. So, of course, it's not going to be anything like Rick and Morty. Yeah. But you can still watch it as a high adult. Let me add emphasis on high. Well, I mean, I could just watch it with my boys. Yeah, boom. There you go. You'll you'll enjoy the shit out of it if you watch it with them, for sure. And they will too. So, And then, uh, uh, what's her face? You saw Last Man on Earth? Christian Shaw. Yeah. Christian Shaw voices Mabel, the little girl. Okay. And she's funny as fuck. <laughs> All right, what else we got? All right, hold on. I- I'm about to slap it on you here. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Got to take that bong load first. Okay, how about this? I'll throw, uh, I'll throw in one last fact before you slap it on me, and that is that before... Um, uh, what's his face that does Jerry? Chris Parnell. Before Chris Parnell was brought on to do the voice of Jerry, it was almost Brian Cranston. And ah. and the show has a lot of similarities to Breaking Bad, <coughs> supposedly. I never mm-hmm. watched Breaking Bad. Did you? Yeah, the whole thing. So apparently, uh, a lot of Rick's mannerisms are are similar to Brian Cranston's. And the way that he says bitch in particular, bitch, the like drawn out one. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I didn't watch Breaking Bad, but uh, I guess a lot of it is tied to that. But I, I've never really seen the, the similarities between it. Um, I've heard I've heard a lot of the theories and stuff like that. Yeah. Personally, I haven't seen it. All right. All right. Blow my mind. Lay it on me. Okay. So my theory. Now, I've I've seen probably 80 to 90% of every theory. I've read a lot of theories about the show. Um, this might be an amalgamation of a couple of those, but I have never seen anybody make these connections Okay. Um, personally. So here they are. We start off in the beginning opening scene of the show. What do we see? Right off the bat, we uh, see a Rick and a Morty running, right? Uh-huh. Are we talking, uh, are we talking like theme song still? Yeah, theme song. Okay. Okay, the first thing we see, right? Shoots open the portal. Okay? Rick jumps into the portal. The portal closes. Morty falls to the ground. Or Morty falls to the ground, portal closes, right? Yep. Okay, that's where everything starts. That Morty is the... It is... The Rickest Morty? Evil Morty. Evil Morty, if you would like. Okay, so the Um, the Rickiest Morty. Yes, they, they weren't working together. <coughs> in fact, I think Rick was running from Morty. Oh shit. That's why he jumped in the portal and closed it, right? Uh-huh. So Morty did not die in that expi- in that in that point. You know, he escaped and he continued to live on to try to take out the Rick. Yeah. So that's that's where it starts right off the bat because we know that Mortys are expendable. Yep. Okay. So we come into it where uh, Rick is. Rick takes the seeds, okay, to um, be smart, right? Yeah. Or no, no, he. Yeah, had, they were just drugs, right? <laughs> they were just drugs, right? <laughs> so, but the side effect Mor- is that they made Morty smart. <laughs> is that they made Morty smart? He didn't say that they didn't do the same thing to him. Yeah. So what I think is that what's in his, what's in Rick's flask is the drug, the juice, oh. in a low concentrate. Because if you pay attention, when Morty's coming off of the drug, he's drooling severely. Uh-huh. That same kind of like stuck-to-your-lip drool that Rick always has. Oh, so Rick shit. is always constantly coming down and being high off of that drug. Yeah. That, that's why he's slurred. It's why he's always, you know. And that's why he's always so like irrational and depressed and shit. <laughs> that's why he's irrational and depressed, but that's also why he's as smart as he is. Uh-huh. Because that Rick is the stupidest Rick there is. Our Rick 
the one that we follow for, I'm going to say, half of the time. It's the Mortiest Rick? Is the Mortiest Rick. Oh, my God. That's that's why he loves Morty so much. That's why he's got such hard feelings, but he's so high on that drug that he can come up to being the most intelligent Rick. Yeah. Dude, that totally makes sense. And now I can think of all these times that he's chugged out of his flask and been like, ah, <laughs> like fucking all yeah. crazy, like he's getting power from it. Exactly. But I thought he was just now, an alcoholic. Now, see, if you pay attention to the other, a bunch of other types of Ricks that we see, uh-huh. there's even there's even a couple of main ones that we follow. There's like two other main ones that we follow. Um, I think it's mixed between C-137, um, which we'll call our Rick. Uh-huh. And then we have two sub two sub series that we watch that do most of the crazy adventures and stuff. Yeah. That show us deeper into the world and the behind the scenes things that are happening that aren't happening when we're watching our Rick. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So the Citadel. Yeah. This last episode. You saw the um, uh, No, no, no. No, no. It's the one where yeah. Um, the well, first episode of season three. Yeah. Okay. Just just to be clear, as we're recording this, Morty's Mind Blowers has not dropped. But as no. but when yeah. this comes out, that will be out. But we haven't seen it yet. Now, now as I've heard, um, I don't think Morty's Mind Blowers is going to have anything to do with the main sub story because it is taking over the place of interdimensional TV. Yeah. And, so. Uh, I, yeah, I think that's just going to be for fun. It's just they want to have yeah, a fresh exactly. angle, fresh angle for it. So, yeah. Wait, go ahead. I'll let you continue with the. Okay. So you're back to the Rick Shank Redemption, season okay. three, episode one. Okay. Our the Rick that we're used to is not super intelligent. Okay, so that would leave his Morty to be fairly intelligent and fairly or fairly dumb but fairly cold, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We see him down the road. He's a different Morty. He actually comes into play in um, the Citadel episode. He is cop Morty. Oh, dang. Because if you think about it, he he's not smart. He's just your everyday Morty, but he's cold. He's hard as shit. He's as hard as any Rick would ever be. Um. So our Rick is the true Rick to the evil Morty. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not what we saw in the original one. That was just a Morty using Rick's indisposably trying to kill them as evil Morty has been doing throughout the series. Yeah. So our evil Morty is trying to kill his Rick because for some reason that that reason has been yet to be explained from what I've seen. Well, we found out at at the end of Tales from the Citadel when when he drops the file and all the papers go everywhere that mm-hmm. that the new president is Evil Morty. Yeah, now see, I've had this theory brewing for probably the last month or so. Uh-huh. And then they dropped I, that on us. Yeah, <laughs> then they dropped that on us and that was like I was so tingly when I watched that. Dude, I was just like, "Holy shit, are you serious?" Because it kind of bound together what I'm saying. Because yeah. at this point, he is now in control of the entire Citadel of Ricks. Which is the only thing that could even come close to destroying or bringing down the Rickest Rick. Yeah. And I'm looking on the episode list right now. And do you know what this season's finale is called? Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I know what the subtext to it is. It's, uh, okay, well, the the one that we just watched was Tales from the Citadel. Yep. The next episode is Morty's Mind Blowers that just came out a couple days ago as the release at the time of this release. <laughs> yep. After that is the ABCs of Beth. And then the last episode is the Rick Cherian Morty date. Yep, isn't that where uh, Rick Rick has a meeting with the president? Uh huh. Yep, exactly. Holy so, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. See, shit's about to go down real, real hard in this show. Um, 
he said it in in season three, episode one. He said this is going to be the darkest, most intense season we've had yet, and you know what? It has been. Yeah, and they're they're killing it with every episode that I've seen is like my favorite episode. All right, so check this out. Check this out. All right. So now I have a question. Okay. Knowing knowing that evil Morty is our Rick's Morty trying to kill him. Knowing that, who's the bigger threat, Evil Morty or a bird person? Ooh, boom! Mm-hmm. Because bird, mm-hmm. bird person, he is now Phoenix person, right? Uh huh. That's right. Yeah. And he's still out there. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. You can't underestimate that. No. See, here's the question: Who's gonna get him, or is he gonna fight for himself? Because who, who, who was in charge of Bird Person? Tammy. <laughs> and it, okay. Who, who did Tammy work for? Uh, I don't remember. Tammy she worked for the Federation, right? For the Federation, the yeah. Council of Ricks. Uh-huh. They're all dead. Morty's now president. That's right. That's sneaky fuck. Dude. Yep. Shit's about to pop off. I think you're right. Yep. Dang. Told you, I, t- I told you I was deep in it, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I can't wait to see where the rest of the season goes, dude. It's gonna be nuts. It's right? gonna be insane. It's on. It's on. All right. Uh, I got one more. One more thing I want to throw out here, and that is uh, the. Uh, well, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Citadel of Ricks as well. That episode was insane. Okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like the amount, the amount of different Ricks and Mortys we saw. Dude, my my face was just, I was just like wide eyed, just jaw dropped the whole time, just like, and like some oh. of the stuff that Morty did. So I rewatched it again this morning, and something I caught that I didn't catch last time was uh, the three boys that were left over from the Stand By Me storyline. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Remember how they run through the uh, the field? Yeah. Of, of uh, the seeds? Yeah. So get this. I think that, that the Federation has been giving uh, amounts of juice to different ricks so they can all be intelligent to all run the Citadel properly. But I don't think that they give a supply or Rick steals supply from them. Our Rick steals supply from them to be as smart as he is. Yeah, to be smart. That's, that's why he occasionally will go steal some that he knows where they're on a planet. But he does take his allotment from the Citadel, right? Yeah, everybody so with, gets so many. So if you notice at the end of the episode, those three Mortys are now working for President Morty, they have Citadel suits on, uh-huh. and they are collecting seeds, and the farmer's angry about it. So what I think is going on is either Morty's going to end up taking all the seeds, or he's trying to get rid of all the seeds in every universe so that he can show how dumb his Rick really is. Dang, because if he gets rid of the, if he cuts his supply, then he'll be weak and he could just take over. It'll be Morty yep. time. It'll be the Rick. The well, not, Rick well, not just that. Rick not, not and Morty just that. Date. Our Rick, our Rick wouldn't be the Rickest Rick uh-huh. anymore. That's crazy, man. What are they gonna do to the show? <laughs> I don't know. Right, right, right. But uh, I want to talk about. I want to talk about Rick's, um, his, his crippling depression, and his view on the world, which. I would say that a lot of us agree with a lot of his views on the world. I mean, yeah. I, I do. <laughs> and, you know, his rants about ever since the very beginning about how school isn't a place for smart people. Like that was yeah. one of the one of the best rants I had ever heard on TV. And it was stupid but also smart. And how it was like, here, take this piece of paper that says you can go take a poop. Like it's stupid. <laughs> Guy up front says two plus two, everybody in the back says four. And right. uh, and he has like all these different outlooks on life and how how much better he is 
than all of these garbage people and this exalted feeling that we all have being the center of our own universe, you know? And yeah. and it also it's also a battle that he's fighting. Like it's it's like no matter what, no matter how exalted he is, he can't escape the battle that we all fight. And there's this theory going around about his helmet that he has. Uh, it's a strange helmet that looks like it's made out of a spaghetti strainer, has the little eyeglasses on it, and then there's a bunch of little red tubes sticking out. And it's reminiscent of an urban legend about some kid who made a shotgun shell helmet with a bunch of detonators so he could press it and it would blow his head up with multiple shotgun shells, which is pretty fucking sweet. Like, all the death and, and everything aside... That's pretty cool. Like, that's a cool way to ensure that you're not going to miss when you shoot yourself in the face and you're going to fight club Edward Norton yourself. Well, no, 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 no. This isn't so much an urban legend. Um, there are real evidence photos of this helmet. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, dude, it, it is. <clears throat> it is. It is fucking creepy looking, dude. It sounds... It looks... It looks like fiberglass with, uh, like, I think it was three. Like, they were all set in weird places, um, little lumps on them with these little pins on top. And uh, they were shotgun shells loaded in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy-looking little thing. Yes. You should, you should look that up. I'm, I'm gonna. So he has, he has a helmet that's reminiscent to this that he's always kind of tinkering with and messing with. And it's, it kind of like implies his, you know, how his, uh, how he's like unsure about whether or not he wants to end it all. It's always something that he goes back to. And they did something interesting in the, uh, the episode where it was the one where they were like, where they were in the garage. And there was only, there should never be more than one dot. <laughs> There's two dots. <laughs> what, what episode was that? You know the one I'm talking about, where they start ripping space-time, and there's like fucking 14 of them. And then at the end, he prays, and then he's fine, and then he's like, I knew it. I knew you weren't real God. Fuck you. I don't. It's making, don't remember that one. It's making you mad that you can't remember, or you don't remember that episode. You don't remember that episode? I, I, I don't remember that episode. So they're they're in the garage and oh man, I need to just fucking find it. I'm going to look it up. That's my looking it up song. Uh, was it Total Recall? Was it Total Recall? <laughs> total Recall. Sure. No, that was the one with all the, all the extra people. That was when everybody kept showing up. Here. Uh, was it Morty Night Run? No, that was the J. That was uh, that was when he played the video game, played Roy or whatever <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, Roy. Um, a wrinkle in time. It was the ah. season two premiere, season two, episode one, a wrinkle in time. Uh, and it's where uh, it's where they restart time after freezing it. At the end of season one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and they're in a quantum uncertainty. <laughs> they're in a quantum uncertain state. And they all have to be certain. And since they're uncertain, and there's two different versions of them, then they start doing different things and then ripping up and then get all off of each other and it's all crazy. But every time that they add a new scene, they alternate between showing and not showing the helmet in the frame. So... They'll have one. Ah. They'll have one window with the helmet in it. They'll add another window and it'll cut the helmet out. They'll add another window and it'll show the helmet, cut it out, show it, cut it out, and it shows that he's like bouncing back and forth. That in all these different dimensions and realities, 
and timelines, he's going to kill himself and he's not going to kill himself and he's going to kill himself and he's not going to kill himself. But in ours, he's like on the fence. And yeah. it reminds me of at the end of that episode where he, where he tried to kill himself. You remember he had that machine on his desk that shot out some sort of death ray and he put something in it and hit the button and it fucking zapped it and killed it and turned it into dust. And, yeah. then, and then he puts his then, head in there. Well, he like leans in, puts his head in there, presses the button and he like closes his eyes and he's like crying and then falls right before the thing's about to zap his head. Now, I think that he passed out. I so think, do I. I think that he 100% was going to kill himself. He closed his eyes and was waiting and he passed out. Yep. And that that wasn't like a cop out. It wasn't him collapsing and crying onto the desk. That was just him. He doesn't move after that. So <laughs> he just passed yeah. out. And no, that's a, it, it, it's a real overhanging feeling that he, he hates life. Yeah. And it shows, uh, it shows that it's like a real thing that people deal with on different levels all the time. And I'm, I'm glad that they, that they put that in there and addressed it. And like, it really makes me, it makes me think about like how, how I live my life and like the way that I spend my time with people that I love and doing things I enjoy, because that's really all that that's really all it's about, you know? Like they did, yeah. they did something creepy. Have you seen the third season of Narcos? No, no, I haven't watched any of that. You haven't watched any of the seasons? Nah. It's a really good show. And I don't watch a lot of like Pablo Escobar shit, but it's a really very well-made show. Okay. And uh, I just finished season three and they had this part. They were talking about someone that was an informant and gave some information on the cartel and got put into witness protection, right? So yeah. they were they were doing like a sum up on these people and they were like, this dude is, this mob boss is going to be in prison for the rest of his life and the guy who told on him uh, got extradition to, uh, to the United States and it like showed him and he was like working in like a, like a big brand tire like fucking just back there in the bay like washing his hands and then... Uh, he was like, now he just assimilated into the United States with a new name, which is somewhat of a prison in itself. And it shows him like at a line at like some fucking fast food restaurant ordering food, just all depressed. And like the way that they showed it and the way that they said it, like the lighting was all weird and dark. And the way that they said how you just go into the United States, which is somewhat of a prison itself, especially if you're not from here. And it's just all commercialism and all these things that they're trying to get you to buy and make more money so you can give us the extra money you made. And it's like, right. it made me, it was, it like, it was powerful as fuck. <laughs> it was very powerful. I'll have so, to give that one a go. So they, they kind of put that same feeling in me a lot with Rick and Morty. They'll look at life and the world from a certain way that you've never looked at it before, but totally makes sense. So many Rick and Morty episodes end on a fucking dark note, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking real, like sad, emotional, like dark shit. If you're into the story, like you're sitting there and you're like, all right, that's that's shitty. And then they're all like credits and you're like, who who ends a fucking show like that? Right. And that's strange. that's why I think that's why I think it's one of the best written shows out there. Is it's they're not cliffhangers either. No. Some sometimes it the answer to your question is nothing. Sometimes you get a shitty answer, and that's just the end. Yeah. And you can't see everything. You don't see everything in any show. Right. So some of the things that they choose to left out to like leave out are good choices. Yeah. And it and it lets it leaves a lot of room for these theories, you know what I mean? Oh God, yeah. Uh-huh. So we uh we obviously just fucking hit the tip of the iceberg, so we're gonna have to do a second part of this down the line, maybe at the end of season three. Probably. And then we'll uh we'll get more into it. Cause we didn't uh there's a lot of shit that we didn't talk about. 
Yeah, there was a lot of shit we didn't talk about. A whole lot, but that's how a it goes. Lot. That's how it goes when you try to do an hour-long themed podcast about something as deep as Rick right. and Morty. So, uh, anything else you want to throw in? Uh, what what was your favorite part of um, this last episode that just came out? The sit with the Citadel Ricks. Um, I'm trying to remember more of it because I only watched it one time. I haven't second watched it yet. Okay. So I was like in shock for most of it. You you you've got the uh, the simple Rick. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, that part, that part, the second part where where he's like leaving, and they're all like, "A Rick wanted to take control, wanted to want to take over <laughs> justice." We captured that feeling of him walking out to freedom and bottled it for you, free Rick. <laughs> yeah, and how he tried to like that shit got deep as fuck, and yeah, yeah. That the first commercial when I first saw it, and it was uh it was like simple Rick, simpler time or whatever it was. Yeah. How did the first commercial go? Um. There's once this Rick, and he was, and in his life, the best thing he ever did was his daughter. That's right. That's what it was. His name's and simple she's Rick. There, oh, I love little you, baby, Daddy. little baby Beth. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Now we captured that memory and played it on a loop and give it to you and take those tears and use them to season our crisp wafer cookies. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. See, that that right there gave me almost the exact same feeling as that scene in Narcos about America being a prison. Yeah. Almost the exact same thing. How they just sell us back our childhoods and like this nostalgia. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Pepperidge Farm remembers. So uh so you've heard of Elf on a Shelf, right? Yeah. Have you seen those memes? I have not, but I've heard of them. Dude, they're going out of control. I think it's just this one group that I'm in. It's called Rick and Morty Swift Posting on Facebook. Oh, I haven't seen these memes. No. Okay. And are you familiar with the group? No. Okay, I'm going to add you to the group. And All right, work. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of Swifty cats in there that just post a bunch of Rick and Morty shit all day long. And Word. people have been going out of control with these Elf on a Shelf memes and it goes have you heard of, you've heard of Elf on a Shelf right? Like you know how we, like it'll have like some words at the top and then a picture? Well yeah. the top words will be like, you've heard of Elf on a Shelf right? Well are you ready for and then it'll just have anything that, it's pretty much just if you can rhyme if you could rhyme and crudely photoshop together something so I think the first yeah. the first one was Morty on a forty, which was <laughs> a little Morty on a like forty year old English. She needs like leaning back, and then uh, there was uh, there was Linkler on a sprinkler was a good one that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Linkler, man! Linkler on a sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was another one? There was another one that was uh, uh, I don't remember. Linkler on a sprinkler, man. And then, and then it got to where like, like it kept going, and then people started getting mad, and people were like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm tired of this fucking elf on a shelf bullshit." And then, uh, and then like. People started just doing it more. You know how that works if you tell people to stop doing it. Like someone straight was like, I'm tired of these Elf on Shelf memes. How dare you? I'm done. It's over. It's a joke and it's not even funny. You're just rhyming horribly. And then, of course, she got thousands of comments that were all Elf on a Shelf. You've heard Elf on a Shelf, right? Like, like it. <laughs> And then I was like, apparently you don't know how the internet works because you just asked for it like 100%. And... uh I saw one last night as I was scrolling through them and it was uh and it was a picture of of uh, of Simple Rick in his machine and he had his headpiece on and on the screen it said a time before elf on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so now everyone's just incorporating everything else into it. So it's like a love-hate thing that's going on. Yeah. So you heard of elf on a shelf, right? <laughs> nah. 
I'm going to add you to the group right now. Word. I want to see all that shit. Let's see. It is. I'll, I'll give a shout out to the group, too. It's called Rick and Morty Swift Posting. Looks like it's a public group, so anybody can go. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and add some friends. Add William Bill Joffles. There you go. You've been added. Pending approval from an admin or a moderator, so you'll probably get it. Yay. Uh-huh. Someone will be like, I'm in control of whether or not you're going to be in this group, and I'm probably going to be a fucking asshole about it. Well, fuck them. Then I'll make my... We, we should make our own Rick and Morty group. I remember I had to, like, pass some test to get into this group that I don't even, like... <laughs> that I don't even what? use anymore. Yeah, it was kind of weird. And, like... Here, I'm going to try to find it. It was, like, uh... Like, I went to go add... Like, join this group. And then they were, like... It said click add group and then check your check your like private messages or your messages that are from people that aren't your friends you know what i mean like your second inbox in facebook yeah and i got some shit from like one of the admins and then they added like a bunch of other admins to the group so there was like five admins in the group and then they made me like perform for them like they were like they like asked me a bunch of questions and like they were like post a meme post the the grossest meme that you have in your phone right now like make like gross us out and then i had to like do something like that would fucking be brutal enough for them to like if it was just something stupid like a squirrel with nuts they'd be like dude what the fuck are you doing like we don't fuck around here squirrel with nuts I don't think I want to be involved with this. This wasn't this wasn't the Rick and Morty Swift posting. This was something else. <laughs> okay. But, okay. I'm like, no, yeah. no, that doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> it was it was very strange. And then like and then I was just like trolling them and like making fun of them as I was doing it. I was like, who the fuck do you guys think you are? And then they were they were like a troll recruiting site. Yeah. I think that's exactly what was going on. And it looks like they deleted our conversation because I can't find it anywhere gone so i don't know but if i find it i'll add you to the convo so you can read it off <laughs> word it was pretty fun all right well rick and morty episode one is uh in the can yeah bada boom bada boom ricky ticky tang tang Natural habitat recordings.